Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and finding out where their journeys of life have taken them since their glory days at NYU. Except today, we won't be speaking to an RA. Instead, we'll be speaking to the man who has, for years, dedicated himself to helping RAs cultivate their leadership skills and go on to do great things in the world. The man, in fact, who started Where RA Now one year ago, our very own Tom Ellett, Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. I'm your co-host, Shahar Avanasing, a junior in the Tandon School of Engineering studying integrated digital media and an RA in Othmer Hall. I am also the executive producer of the podcast. And I'm your other co-host, Duncan Lemieux, a junior in the Gallatin School of Individualized Study studying real estate development and design and an RA in Gramercy. I'm also the executive director of the podcast. And as Shahar said, we're joined here by none other than Tom Ellett, who has been the usual host of this podcast since its beginnings in 2018. This past June was the end of our first season of Where RA Now, and with the second season coming in August, we wanted to take some time to reflect back on the year and all the great RAs, whether co-hosts or guests, who came on the show to share their experiences. Tom, welcome and thank you for being a part of this special episode. How does it feel to be on the other side of things, as a guest rather than a host? Very strange, but I feel the comfort of my executive director and my executive (laughs) producer being here with me, so I feel pretty comfortable. Thank you. Let's start off by getting to know a little bit about you. What year did you come to work at NYU and what brought you here? I came to NYU in 2001. I was working with a search firm who talked about this great opportunity at this great institution. I was very happy working at Syracuse University, but always had a heart full for New York City and didn't know much about NYU, except that it had a good reputation. And it was a non-traditional institution where there were no gates, there was no football team, and having been at a Division I institution, I think I was ready for something very different. I'd gone to undergraduate in the Bronx, mm-hmm. and so Manhattan was a place I was very familiar with. And so I threw my hat in, and at the time, my wife's parents lived across the river in Jersey. Mm-hmm. And so for our kids and for my wife and I, I think it was a good match for us, uh, and it worked out very well for us. Awesome. Well, that sounds great. I mean, we're so glad to have you at NYU now. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Since the beginning of your time at NYU, you've made it a point to meet with every newly hired RA in the months before they begin working. Why did you decide to start those meetings? Well, it's it's a good question. And for me, it was always hard to stand up in front of people whom you didn't know and thank them and really appreciate them for what they're going to be doing and not really know or have a connection with them. So after, I think it was my fourth year of being here, I realized that I wanted some way to make a connection with more RAs. I had been the advisor, co-advisor to RA Council for a few years at that point, and I knew a select number of RAs, but I didn't really know a great deal of RAs. So during the welcoming of RAs, I stood up in front of the group and I said, I know you have to do base interviews. This year, I'm going to do 300 plus base interviews and meet with every single RA. My boss at the time, still boss, Mark Way, saw me afterwards and said, wow, that's a big commitment. Do you think you can do it? And I said, well, I'm going to try. And uh, it was really helpful, and it was a lot of fun. The fun part of it, too, was at the end of that those meetings, which ended probably at the end of November, beginning of December that first year, we did a program for RAs at January term, beginning of it. And we showed a video, and I also did some activities where 
we brought those RAs together to hear what I learned through those interviews. And then we did an activity where they had to find people who had the same exact something as them. Some of them was their birthday. Mm -hmm. Some of them was their favorite color. Some of them was their favorite book. A lot from the questions that I had gathered from the interviews. Mm -hmm. So it was a nice day and a a fun event. uh, And it was written about in the Washington Square News. You'll have to look it up. Yeah, we definitely do. So you talked a little bit about what you discussed during these meetings. But do you have any other points that you'd like to bring up that you talk about with every RA? So after my... 10th meeting, uh, a young woman was sitting on the couch and she opened up a piece of paper and I started asking questions. She kept looking down and I said, excuse me, you know, what are you doing? And she said, oh, my best friend had met with you two days ago and told me all the questions. (laughs) And so she had written all the answers down in advance, being really prepared. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I knew that it couldn't be wrote. Mm -hmm. And so I've tried to change the questions based on who's sitting there and try to focus on the experience of NYU, issues and trends that RAs are dealing with, not only at NYU, but mm-hmm. their colleagues and peers around the country as it relates to political issues, to uh, use of social media, uh, how religion plays a role in, in someone's life, and why they want to be in college and what they what's their motivation for being here. So the questions change based on what I'm hearing and how I respond. Uh, but there are some certain questions that I ask to every RA, for mm-hmm. sure. So, Tom, one of the first things you normally ask RAs when interviewing them is what it's like to work on a staff with other RAs at their residence hall. But in your case, you've got kind of a unique situation because you're very much involved with all of the residence halls, and you work on a staff, so to speak, with every RA at NYU. You know, you go to events with them, you co-advise RA council, and you interact with them every single day. So what has that experience been like for you? Well, you know, my, my first passion was really to become a director of theater on Broadway, and I had my MFA. And one of the things I really enjoyed was working with actors to help them find their through line. What was their motivation for that particular character, or what was the aspect that they were trying to deliver in their story through that work of art? And I, and I realized early on that the specialness of working in residential life and student affairs is that you actually are working with different actors, real people, actors, whose goal is to act on the stage of life and to help them understand their through line for life. What is their motivation? What is their, what are their dreams and what are their passions and, and how do they live them and, and how can we help them? So one of the things I've tried to do in the past couple of years is think about how alums can play a role with our current RAs uh, to be able to help mentor them and role model for them that that dream they have can be real and having good people to help you get there is more than half the battle. So transfer of that whole theater world into more student development and helping people through this process. Wow. So I know you said that you started meeting with the RAs quite a while ago. Do you know how many you've met with to date? Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) I wish I had the number, but it's about 2,720 or so. So it's been a lot of RAs, and I've had really great conversations. You know, today is interesting. I got an email from an RA who I met with yesterday, and I really challenged them as a rising senior about their career and and what their plans were and so forth. And, And I said, if you're not happy with your career choice or you're not happy with the network that you have, let me know so I can try to connect you with someone else. And so it was nice to see her email back saying, yeah, my network I didn't that I thought was big isn't as big as it mm-hmm. needs to be, and so can you help me? And so connecting this person now with some alums 
uh, and so that faculty I think will be really helpful. Um, so yeah. each day is a different story. Mm-hmm. But how do you balance meeting with all of these RAs and also your job, which entails more than just RAs and student affairs in general? Well, I'm very blessed to have a really strong cadre of of colleagues working with me, most of whom have been at the institution for 15, 18, 25 years. And so that allows one to be able to be a little more creative because you know that you have a foundation set in the office, uh, in the departments that I work with, that I don't have to question or second guess what their motivation or what they're thinking about. And I think we understand what needs to be shared, what questions that they should be asking and what questions and support I can provide them. So having stability has made things work out really, really well, uh, I hope, um, from my perspective, certainly, but for the institution as well and for our students that are here. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that the RA position at NYU is a lot more challenging than at a lot of other institutions. Our RAs are trained very extensively and they have a lot of duties and responsibilities that are usually given to pro staff members at other institutions. So could you tell us a little bit about how the RA position at NYU evolved into that? How did it become so advanced? And with that, what are some of the concerns uh, that you most commonly get asked or that RAs bring to you and how do you go about dealing with them? Well, it's, it's a great question, and I would maybe challenge a little bit and say that my colleagues would probably say that their jobs are very much the same. I think the difference is what we get as a outcome from our students. If you think about the landscape of residence life and housing, most institutions use sophomores as RAs, and a lot of institutions where it's almost 70 or 80 percent. We don't, and that's because... I think a number of reasons. One is that this particular position for a lot of staff, not all, serves as a financial aid component as well because of the cost Mm -hmm. to attend an institution in the city of New York. And we are more recently in the game of residence life. We didn't own all our buildings Mm -hmm. until the last three decades, and we don't own a third of our buildings, so we're, we're leasing them. Whereas there's a lot of institutions who have built their own buildings on their own land and the money they get is kind of put back into the coffers where it's it's a little ch- different here uh, in terms of that piece. So we are fortunate that we get so many candidates for RA positions. We mm-hmm. get, you know, 800 plus for 180, 190 jobs. And that's just not the case with colleagues around the country. So when you say we expect more, I say that we have more experienced people who can deliver better outcomes you're at a more advanced level. A lot of our students go study abroad. They have that independent experience. I would argue that students who come to NYU have to be more independent. You're just mm-hmm. forced to be independent because of living in the city. Uh, you don't have the gates around you. And so I think it matures our students faster than it might at other places. Yeah. And as it relates to the common issues that RAs bring forward, I think there are some issues related to the whole how do I handle the diversity of issues that that are faced, whether it be students challenged with mental health issues, whether it be uh, students with loneliness issues, how to connect, how to get students to come to your programs, I think sometimes is a a common question. How to augment an RA style with their BLT style at times can come forward. And then the whole consistency issue. I think there are a lot of RAs, whether it be here or any other place I've been, Every physical facility 
is different, usually on every campus. They're not cookie cutters, which means some buildings will have a lot more RAs in it, and some buildings will have a lot less, which means that there'll be um, a disparity in terms of number of days on duty. It could be that you have more residents on a floor, and so it might mean more base interviews for us here at NYU, or even more bulletin boards in certain facilities. So I think all of those things can raise issues regarding consistency and whether it's fair that um, our compensation is equal across for all RAs. But I would say that I think we do a good job of responding best as we can. And we've had some proposals that have done that for uh, RAs here um, that has differentiated those in apartment style from those who are in traditional buildings. And we're always open to that dialogue through RA Council. Thank you so much for telling us a little bit about your job and how you work with RAs. But now let's move on to the podcast. So for the past year, you've reached out to dozens of former RAs and brought them onto the show to talk about their experiences and what they are doing in their careers today. What was the impetus for this podcast? What inspired the idea? There there are a couple of reasons. One was to bring back and connect alums to the institution. Because we're so big, it's hard for people once they graduate to feel like they are important to the institution. And one of the goals I really want to have here is to make sure that every every student that we work with so closely, whether it be through Hall Council, IRHC, and certainly the RA position, feels like it mattered to us that they were here and that the impact that they made still lives on. And so you have to continue to thank people. You have to try to bring them back to the fold. And this was my way of trying to do that in some small way. And I think that RAs, for the most part, are are those who have been uber involved, whether it be through the RA position or multiple clubs, organizations, ambassadors. I mean, there's so many roles that RAs play at the institution that this group is one that I think can be really worthwhile for us in terms of cultivating as alums. Second thing I wanted to do was to provide for RAs to listen to this to say, wow, I wanted to be this and there's someone who was in my role who's doing it. Mm -hmm. And for them to hear how the RA position is transferable to so many different careers. And hearing it from someone who did it and talks about it is always some of the questions that I've asked. And then I finally smarted up after the 16th episode, I think it was, that I started using current RAs to be my co-host. And that's been the most worthwhile because I want to find people who actually aspire to be like the alum. And there have been some success stories from that of people who are actually benefiting through internship opportunities or continued mentorship. And I even received an email just a couple days ago from an RA asking who listened to a podcast saying, hey, that person's in LA doing work in Hollywood. Could you connect me with them? And I did. Mm -hmm. And the alum was willing to work with them and and chat with them. So there's a lot of good outcomes, but those are the three main reasons. Yeah, that sounds really great. It sounds like in your time doing the podcast has come really far and, you know, impacting people in very meaningful ways. So for you, if you had to kind of summarize your experience on the podcast, what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned from your conversations with the RAs or the couple of biggest things that you've learned from them? I think one is that the RA alums realize the importance and the aspect of community they gained out of being an RA that they may not have had in other aspects of their first two years. The ability to be a better communicator 
um, the ability to be out of their comfort zone. A number of them talk about the introversion they had and the overcoming that to be able to be more confident. I think um, some of them talked about the memories been created through programs that they did with residents and how meaningful it was and the friendships they gained from their co-RAs. Uh, so all of those things have been really worthwhile. And we even started a uh, alumni series of events in June. And so we're going to continue that uh, for the upcoming year. So I know that you speak with your other colleagues at other universities. Do you know if anyone else does a podcast like this? No one I know of, but I did a presentation that you actually did the graphics <laughs> from. But I've been talking about this initiative, uh, not the podcast, but meeting with RAs for a number of years. And so I added that in the conversation. We played a couple of clips from the from the show uh, in the presentation. And I think people have to find their own way to connect with RAs, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's game night, whether it's brunch, whether it's taking people out to coffee, you know, I think it's really important that upper leadership really understands the importance of staying relevant to their students who are really doing the work for the department. Uh, you know, yes, building leadership team and full-time staff does a, a great deal, but they disappear at a certain time of the night, and the RAs are the ones who continue to, to do the things that we hope that they will do in building community. Yeah. So the podcast has been really great for a lot of people, as you've spoken about. It's brought in listeners from all over the world, Curtin and former students, members of the NYU community, and even other communities. And speaking for myself and many other students, I'm sure, I find it very easy to relate when listening to these alums talking about their experiences as former RAs and as former students. And there's also been a lot of inspiration that comes from hearing how their professional lives have developed since their time as students. So that's been my takeaway from the podcast. But what do you hope the larger audience takes away from where are they now, whether they're current students or alumni or pro staff members or just any other listener? Well, I hope the main thing is they see and hear that NYU is a special place. I, I hope that they hear that there is a real affinity to the program here and that we cared about them and that we trusted them and that they were in a learning experience and that they took that and they did something with it. You know, every day all of us are have opportunities to make a difference. And it's really about being cognizant of those opportunities and taking advantage of them. And I always say when I hear from an RA that says, I was motivated to become an RA because my RA was terrible. And I'll ask why they're terrible. But it makes me sad that that particular RA who wasn't so good lost an opportunity to yeah. meet people, to network, to build skills, to be more communicative, and then take that practice and put it into their career. You talked about how it impacted RAs and alums, and how do you think it impacts you in your day-to-day -day job? What do you take away from the things you learned during the podcast? Yeah, I, I think it reminds me that every interaction we have is an opportunity for learning and teaching. Every time we're sitting with someone, we can sharpen our listening skills, we can uh, look at our nonverbals and, and, and really be open and try to really hear what someone's saying. You never know when someone's in pain and through a conversation you open a door by a question that elicits an answer that you never expected to hear from somebody. And then hopefully connecting them to resources based on that, whether it be 
uh, research of career, personal, or academic happens a great deal. So now this is a question for all the newly hired RAs who will be coming into the position. We've got RA training coming up in August. What's one piece of advice that you would like to give those incoming RAs? I would say, you know, the biggest thing is this is an opportunity. And how are you envisioning the end? So what do you want to gain from this position? You know, what do you want to take away from a skill level or a competency level? And focus on that from the very beginning. So if it's about communication styles, how am I going to prepare myself for that first floor meeting? Or if it's about individual interactions and enhancing that with others, how are you going to be able to start that conversation? Um, you know, how are you going to build that program to get people to really utilize New York City in a way they may not have? Or how are you going to get people from different ideologies or different nationalities to feel like they can understand better the importance of being at an international institution like NYU? So Duncan and I really do appreciate everything you do for the RAs and meeting with us one-on-one and doing the podcast. It really shows that you do care about us and you want to hear what we have to say. Where do you think that this podcast is going to go in the future and what more do you want it to do? It's a great question. I I think that um, we're going to institute a couple of new things with some commercials and some other fun things from highlighting some of what alums are doing out there. And there's some really wide range of amazing things that our alums are doing. I hope that it will connect more RAs and alums. Hopefully we will uh, continue to diversify the people who come on the podcast to make sure that we're capturing the rich diversity of careers, of nationalities, of difference uh, that is rich within NYU. I hope that we make some more tweaks along the way. Um, maybe have some guest hosts uh, from who aren't RAs as well, like maybe some UVL winners uh, <laughs> from the past uh, as well. So really open. I think we'll do some live events mm-hmm. at some point too. Um, I'm doing a, a RA alum day at my house upstate Ooh. in August. And we will do bring the stuff up there and do it from the boat that we have and, and make some conversation. So keep it live and interesting for those who want to listen to it. Now, Tom, we know that when you interview former RAs, you love to ask them to do shout outs. So now this is your chance. Anyone you'd like to shout out that you met along the way or that you've worked with along the way? Um, yeah, you know, I have so many friends and colleagues who've inspired me. Dan Soler, Deb Schmidt-Rogers. You know, I, I feel like I'm going to forget people, and I don't want to do that, but those are two that are longstanding uh, colleagues, uh, and so many here at NYU that it would be impossible to name all of them, but I'm better because I've worked with them, for sure. So now we're going to go into the speed round. What's your favorite memory you've had with RAs? I think my favorite memory with RAs happened during a experience we used to have during January training, which we unfortunately stopped doing last year, was the first year we didn't do it, where we'd bring all the staff together and we would do some kind of activity. Mm-hmm. It ranged from dodgeball, it was competition. And every year early on, staffs would have to identify themselves by doing a chant, a cheer. And so I'll never forget alumni, 7A, uh, did a cheer and they made fun of me <laughs> by doing TODs, hashtag TODs. I used to do that all the time. What are those? Uh, hash, on Twitter, I used to oh. do hashtag TOD thought of the day. Oh. And I've, I've kind of stopped yeah. that. Um, but they did a kind of 
poetry version of TODs, and Tommy White was one of those guys who uh, led it, who was a former IRHC exec board member, and then worked over in Abu Dhabi and res life for us. Um, great guy. But the whole team did a really fun thing. So that's one of the memories, looking down, watching them. Certainly the other memories I, I have, UVL uh, has always been one of them, and then the end of the year event is always a lot of fun with RAs. Okay. Uh, I went to my first RA soiree this year, which oh, was fun wow. too. Yeah. No, that sounds really nice. You've certainly had a lot of great memories. I have. Now, we know that you are deeply invested in reading all of the books that RAs recommend to you, and you've been doing it for years. So, of all the books that RAs have recommended, which has been your favorite? I would say there are a couple, but um, The Alchemist was certainly one of them, and Shadow, Shadow of the Wind was uh, one by Carlos Ruiz Afon. A beautiful mystery love story written in Spanish and translated to English. It's a trilogy, but he wrote that one first, and it's actually the second book in the series. The first and third, not so much love with, but the, the second is really just a phenomenal shadow of the wind. And I know we're having a big change in dining, but what was your favorite NYU dining hall? I'd probably say um, Hayden slash Lipton has been probably the best one for me. Was it the cookies? The chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> absolutely. The soft baked, yes, 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 yes. And what's the best RA program that you've either attended or heard about? The one that I really enjoyed was Career Week at uh, 7A. And every night they did a different program. And my favorite one was the two that I went to that week with Dress for Success, which was really pretty cool. And another part on uh, career aspirations, which I enjoyed and, and participated in. So, But it, it was really one that really tailored to 7A, upper class, and they had a great turnout. A lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds a lot of fun. What's your favorite thing about living in a residence hall? I live in Founders. <laughs> and my favorite thing is um, bringing my dog Roman out and having all the do- the students come and, like, you know, pet him. And, oh, my God, there's a dog that lives here. So that's been a lot of fun. How do you separate your work life from relaxing? Because you do live in a residence hall, yeah. so it kind of seems like it does intertwine a little. It does. Um, I, I, early on in my career, when my kids were younger, I used to bring the kids to a lot of the programs that we had. I mean, for now, for me, it, it's really about um, being present and then having time to escape. And I use that summertime a lot for escape time or when students aren't here, like the, the holiday break after the semester and, and get away. We have a place upstate, which has helped kind of bring some relaxation to, to life. Oh, that sounds so nice. And final question, what is the best part of your job? I think that it's, it really is seeing the dreams and hearing the dreams and the aspirations that that students have, whether it be RAs or other students I meet with, and be able to have them be excited about it. You know, think about it, you know, when you're 18 to 22 for undergrads, for the most part, you're invincible, you feel invincible, and you feel like anything's possible. Yes, you may have debt. Yes, you may have family obligations, but still, you have health for the most part. You have so many other things going for you that nothing's stopping you except yourself. And to be around that youth and that exuberance and that desire to be the best at what you want to be, that's the fun thing about the job that I do, for sure. Tom, thanks so much for spending time with Duncan and I to discuss your journey with the podcast, as well as giving us an inside look into how you interact with all the RAs. We hope this special edition podcast really meant something to you, and we hope that the listeners also appreciate it as well. So make sure to look out for season two, because it's coming to you soon. Well, Tom, thank you so much. It was really nice to hear your point of view. We've done so many of these podcasts at this point. It's nice to uh, kind of see the tables reverse and see your inside look at things. So thank you so much.
Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Sharon. To our listeners, if you like the show, look for more content on the new RA Alumni Connections website at where-ra-now.webflow.io. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, go to whatthey'rereading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at Tom for a shout-out. Until next time, try to make more smiles and laughs in your community. 